7.35 on this Sunday evening. This is your Sunday Spin. I'm Rick Pearson of the Chicago Tribune here in the WGN Skyline studio. And happy to have on the phone Marianne Ahern, political correspondent for NBC5 in Chicago. Marianne, thank you so much for joining me this evening. Of course. Good evening. So I'm, I'm, I want to get your take. Um, I think... Uh, we're going to have to see uh, Pritzker uh, do some modifications at some point uh, over this next month, now that we're in the next month-long phase of this executive order, um, only because of just uh, um, kind of the unrest that exists out there. He is, of course, not going to say it's because of that. But I really, you know, starting with last week on Friday, he said, uh, regionally, we might take a look. He's kind of vas- today, he's kind of vacillated he, on that, you know. I mean, he goes back and forth on it, and you know that the 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 virus can go anywhere. It's not bound by geography. But then he'll turn around and say, "Well, if you know, you're if you live your closest neighbor is an acre away, well, that's different." Right, right. I I do think, especially with what's going on in Indiana the five-phase plan that was presented with lots of caveats of, okay, this is what our plan is. We hope this is what's going to happen. We might have to scale back. I think folks in Illinois need and want to hear the same, what is our plan, even if it may not start as soon as the Indiana plan, which is already rolling out, even if it is May 30th, or maybe it's you know parts of the state sooner. Tell us what your plan is. Folks are restless. They're frustrated. They've had enough. They want to know where are we headed. Uh, do we have to wait till June one to hear what his plan is? I mean, they 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 want to know that there is a plan. Um, it, it, Absolutely, and of course, you know he he says he's in discussions. I'm sure he is with business. Some of this private business is going to decide for themselves whether they're going to bring their workers back. You know, I have already heard cases of folks saying, hey, you know, wherever you're working now remotely, you may be this way indefinitely until there's a vaccine. Others have said you're going to be back, you know, in July. Who knows? So there, there, there's going to be that. But the governor needs to show his leadership and go ahead and give, give his ideas of where we're headed. And, and folks haven't heard that yet. No, all we've gotten is basically, well, we're we're looking at the advice and guidance from the White House and Dr. Fauci about the the two week decline in uh, cases over a, a, a span to go into phases of reopening, but that that's still guidance. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying flip a switch and let's reopen the state of Illinois tomorrow. But I think I do think people are looking for just some more, a bit more substance. Absolutely. He had to cave on the church, you know, after the federal lawsuit was filed. He had to uh, clarify an ex- his executive order from the church in Rockford and say, uh, whoa, I never said you couldn't go to church. You know, 10 people can go. Right. Well, what happened today? They had 60 to 80 were reported there at the church. Now, no one ran in and arrested them and said you can't come. But now it has put all of the churches sort of on notice of, oh, well, why aren't you having church? You know, if you can have 10 people, then perhaps you should have your church with 10. 
although there's plenty who have been able to watch online and watch streaming services. But it is sort of this one day here, one day not, that that has left a lot of uncertainty. Well, and it's kind of with the with the case of the church and, and uh, Lena, Illinois, that the it's uh, in some respects almost I think like the uh, Darren Bailey lawsuit, the that the state representative Republican from um, far southern Illinois filed that if well if he can do it then then everybody could do it kind of thing, and right. and you know that I mean I just I, I will tell you where I sense the frustration a lot and 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 i had a story about there was a, a poll that was recently conducted by uh harvard and uh, northeastern university uh among universities it was a nationwide poll uh and it it was actually it got into some pretty significant uh, questions for each state and poll sample was about 600 people plus or minus four percent and it looked pretty well uh, balanced along all the lines that it should be for a poll. The story, I think, ran Friday morning online, and it was it's in the Sunday paper. I've gotten some of the most horrible email ever in, in 30 years of doing this from people uh, who disagree with the poll's findings, which showed overwhelming support for Governor Pritzker's handling of the virus, um, overwhelming support for stay-at-home orders, overwhelming support for shutting down most businesses, um, and it's—I mean, it, it's to the point that it's truly. And I, obviously, I know these people are frustrated, but it's to the point where it is just out of frustration. It's—you you, know—it's not just the usual. Well, I didn't get surveyed. I didn't get polled. It's like this is a lie. It's fake. It's not real. And and, now, and and that by writing about this, that I am serving as a propagandist for the governor's office. And, oh, my. Yeah, I mean, and, oh and, and it's just like, you know, what's the old story about don't kill the messenger? And, yeah. And the thing is, you know, we're talking about a poll. Facts are facts. Certainly there's outliers in polls. We know that. But... This was this surveyed twenty three thousand people across fifty states, uh, and the numbers are the numbers. It's not just right. you can't just say, "Well, no, it's wrong. It's fake." Um, well, you know, and we all have such short attention spans. You know, a month ago, all of us were nervous. All of us were, "What the heck is going on?" You know, uh, I, when I went to see the McCormick Place setup, I thought, "Oh my." Gosh, sure. what is going to happen here? Right. You know, and now they're dismantling it. So, I mean, boy, you know, if, if we didn't have ADD before, we've got it now. I mean, a lot, you know, our, our worry was oh, at, at pitch, at high pitch. And today, ventilators, we're a ventilators, like, ventilators, you know, they've got to have the ventilators, got to have yes, the ventilators. Yeah. 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 I mean, we've been taken through a lot of roller coaster rides here. And, but again, it comes with the point that this is something we just don't know about. Exactly. I don't think, obviously, I don't think the state, especially the Chicago area, they're ready to open up. They, they're, they're talking about the hospital rate uh, is down, and there are positive signs there. But uh, the positivity rate on these testing, and we're, we're testing a lot. We're doing, right. you know, 
19,000 tests in the last 24 hours. The positivity rate has been between like 15 to 20%, somewhere in there. And the World Health Organization says it needs to be down to 10% before you can, you should really reopen the economy. So we're getting there. It's coming down, but it, it it is treating the whole state as one rather than as he is, even himself, even as Pritzker himself has said, not necessarily county by county, but regions. They have hospital regions because that's what they watch. How many beds are there? How many ICU beds? How many beds? That kind of thing. I think we're going to see those regions opening up before May 30th. I really do. We're speaking with Marianne Ahern, political correspondent for NBC5 in Chicago. I'm Rick Pearson. This is your Sunday Spin. on this Sunday evening. I'm Rick Pierce from the Chicago Tribune. This is your Sunday Spin. Joining me on the phone is Marianne Ahern from NBC5 Chicago. We're talking about uh, Governor Pritzker, the executive orders, what may lie ahead. Um, Obviously, everything is topsy-turvy. I just had David Merriman from the University of Illinois Chicago on to talk about state finances uh, we've heard Pritzker, uh, Governor Pritzker, talk about there there will be a, a severe financial impact on state revenues, uh, but we don't know how much that's going to be. Um, we don't even know when the legislature is going to allow itself to reconvene to even take up what was supposed to be a budget uh, that was due by the end of this month. They haven't convened in two months. Um in, in. Isn't that interesting? I mean, they can get the federal government. They've, they've been able to travel to D.C. and figure it out. Right. They can't get down to Springfield? <laughs> this is kind of, come on. Yeah, you guys can walk and chew gum at the same time. I think they need to they need to figure this out a little. Are they going to wait till July 1? It sounds like. Well, and, and certainly there have been these kind of uh, groups that have been meeting. Now, granted, I would imagine there are more partisan and caucus groups than they are bipartisan um Mm -hmm. and the fact is if they don't pass a a budget by may 31st it takes an extraordinary majority which the democrats already have but it could also provide leverage points uh, for things that may get cut that people don't want to see cut or certain uh, interest groups within the caucuses don't want to see cut so uh I, i mean I'm still thinking it has to be a six-month budget um, because everything is just floating on the fly here. Oh, I would think. I would think so, too. I mean, they it, and, and, and as they assess, I hate to say the damage, but it is the damage. I mean, as they assess all of this fallout of what's happened just in these last six weeks, I don't know how they could even look beyond six months. It's going to take so much time to figure it all out. I wanted to ask you, since you're kind of uh, becoming the voice of the pool chair in, <laughs> in both uh, at City Hall and uh, at the Thompson Center, uh, one, it's it's just eerie to see those places that empty, uh, number oh. one. 
It is. It's so odd to walk in. First, you have your temperature taken as you walk in, which I don't mind. I'm glad. I kind of oh, good, great. <laughs> Make sure I'm okay. And um, you know, love the access, but never have I missed my colleagues so much. You learn so much from each other. We never, you know, you don't realize how much in just the chatting before and after and the discussion and the other questions that everybody else has. You know, so when you're there alone, you know, it it, it might look grand. Oh wow, she could, you know, she could ask the questions. You're like, oh darn, I forgot that one or oh so it's you know even when folks send them in it's just not the same thing well and there's yeah. a tending of we kind of feed off each other too when we're when we're there too. oh absolutely uh, yeah but I, I was i was curious about um mayor lightfoot and frankly just over the weekend too this the the outdoor press conference she had uh with the emphatic you know no you cannot meet together um, and just, uh, I mean, obviously we see, for the most part, the mayor and the governor have acted in concert uh, in the in the overall sense. Um, but she seems to me much more out to demonstrate herself as a in a leadership role right now. Uh, oh, and I think behind the scenes there have been some give and take. And, you know, in the sure. beginning, I'm not quite sure she was on board for closing the school. Correct. You know, Correct. as quickly as he wanted to close them and did. So, you know, she sort of has had to come up to speed on some of these uh, stay-at-home policies. But now that she has and has seen the national recognition that she also has gotten, as well as he, um, it almost seems as if they're vying for, you know, who who has more uh, MSNBC, uh, <laughs> Face the Nation, whoever you might, you know, a more possible VP <laughs> looks than the other. But, um, and this is also the former federal prosecutor. You know, she's still feeling her way as, right. the, as the mayor. Uh, but she knows certainly knows her role, knows how to be a federal prosecutor, and likes to throw the hammer. But there's a way of also doing that in, in become and being a politician. It, it's it's a delicate balance, and I do think folks appreciate it. I think they've enjoyed the memes right. until she got, got her own haircut. You know, then it was like, wait a second, you know, right. the rest of us are the rest of us are dying for a haircut. Hold on, how, how did she happen to do that? But it, whatever. Um, so I, uh, I, 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 I'm glad that you know. Hey, if there is a stay-at-home policy as there is, then then let's do it. We're the rest of us are working on it, doing as much as we can. I know I am. So if we're hearing about big parties at places, that's wrong. No, you can't look the other way. Well, I think we're perhaps maybe. I don't mean to overstate this, but but I think we're in defining times for for both the mayor and the governor that this will come to define their tenure uh as as political leaders in the state oh 100 percent. and and there's going to be you know there's going to be an accounting uh not only of the decisions that they made but the money spent and was it worth it and you know in the heat of the moment uh, as we all, as I mentioned at the beginning, was so nervous and said, oh, wow, throw everything you've got at it. And now taking a breath and saying, ooh, wait a second, did we really need that? Or was that worth it? And should everybody have definitely stayed home and closed their businesses? And, oh, my gosh, how do we rebuild? So, you know, this is, yeah, it's going to take some a lot brighter minds than mine to say, whoa, 
here's the the plus and minus column and and overall i think they are as you as you noted the poll they're they're riding fairly high of what decisions they've made but there's going to be some that are going to look back and say Oof, i'm not sure that was the best idea yeah and of course again polls are only a snapshot in time and it, this is obviously something that's still playing out and you know certainly no politician is going to want to look like uh in a pandemic with uh uh, life or death at stake of being uh, a penny pitching a uh, pinching miser uh but at the same time you know there there are these real costs and how much uh in in the kind of wild west that uh, pritzker talks about of buying ppe you know how much how much are we spending uh you know that that i think that's a you know those are all things that will be reconciling but i i i do look at had to and, and i talked to david merriman about this about uh what what is uh what is what are the feds going to do and uh, i i'm not so sure that uh senate president don Harmon's uh, letter to the congressional delegation uh while it might have sparked what he thought would have been a thoughtful conversation <laughs> just tended to spark more spotlight on illinois and the complaints that have been raised by critics for a long time about how it's fiscally mismanaged right and folks are going to say from the very beginning where is that money going is it truly going to pay for mccormick place or is it going to pay for pensions which there is escaping hole uh yeah there's going to be lots of folks who are going to say hold on you guys have gotten enough well, I mean, I, but I do think there will be another uh, package coming out of out of the federal government, and fact, right this week, perhaps even as soon or, or within the next couple of weeks, as as they head back. I'm going to say it's going to take longer than that. I mean, because uh, I think uh, there are complaints, especially among Senate Republicans in Washington, that. Uh, you know they were supposed to hold the ground mitch mcconnell wanted to hold their ground on spending and now when you've got the issue of the states coming in and you've started hearing mcconnell talk about well uh, let's lift uh, uh, liability restrictions on health care workers now you're going to the heart of uh, the the basically the trial attorneys which are a strong democratic constituent um, there's going to be a lot of leverage games i think being played here Oh, man, for sure, for sure. Uh, you know, when you talk about the PPE, I just have to add, you know, I have a, a daughter who's a nurse. She goes uh, back to work after a maternity leave. First night at a very well-known hospital here in the city. And no PPE. No PPE. She brought her own. Brought her own mask. Now, not on an ICU floor, granted. Still. But I think, okay. All right, so what's going on? Where are you hiding? Where is this? If you don't have PPE for the folks on a floor care, and, and caring for mild, what, what uh, they, I forget what the, they call it, uh, suspected. There's a, another correct medical term for it, suspected COVID or something, uh, mm-hmm. watching. Uh, and so you want to you reopen the economy and have PPE for the people at their office. Heck, you don't even have it necessarily. This is within the last couple of weeks. You don't have it at a hospital? What's going on? So 
here I am at the beginning of this conversation saying, hey, you're going to reopen. And now I am at the end of the conversation. Saying, <laughs> well, but, but, <laughs> flipping the coin and saying, OK, make sure you've got what you need before you do it. Well, but, you you, you know, you touched on the numbers uh, of testing in the last 24 hours. I think it was over 19,500 or so. And and the increased number of tests uh, as well as you know, an attributable part to the increased uh, number of cases being detected. But as everybody talks about testing, 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 to me the argument is, okay, I get tested one day and I'm negative. When, don't, don't I need to be tested every day? Right, right. How do you, how, how do you not know? Aren't there those, I mean, I guess you're right. If you're asymptomatic, you don't have the fever, you don't have the cough, you don't have the... And how, oh boy, yeah, that's why I think you're going to see some who are businesses will say, tell there's a vaccine. If you're working at home, you're going to be working at home for a while, a long while. Yeah, and, and since we don't know uh, uh, the, the serological test on antibodies, that, that testing does not seem to be reputable at all uh, from what I can read, not just you know, hearing from the governor's office, but just seeing it in other states as well, is that, you know, everybody was looking for that antibody testing as kind of that second phase, uh, seeing if people, you know, had had uh, gained some kind of immunity to it to, again, go to reopen things. And now you don't have a, a reliable antibody test. Way too soon. Way, way too soon on that. So, yeah, we've got a we've got an interesting very interesting future ahead of us here and yeah i i uh you know and as each day you know i'll, I'll check in to say to the, the governor's press secretary hey you know what's your focus today and it might be whatever and it might be hospitalization it might be ppe it might be whatever it, it still gets somewhat side you know their mission of what they hope is the focus of the day gets sidetracked by when are you going to reopen? What's wrong with the uh, IDES unemployment site? Um, you know, whatever other questions that are just burning through people. And I've never, ever gotten as much email now that folks have heard me be the pool reporter, you know, <laughs> sending me their their personal questions, which I, you know, try and I my best to help them. But the, the unemployment one is the biggest one of people who can't get an answer, can't get through, are so frustrated. The... Um, Freelancers aren't even, you know, part of it yet right. till May 11th, and so yeah, there, there's, we, we've got a lot to cover, Rick. Yeah, we, we, no shortage of stories for sure. That's for sure. Marianne Ahern, political correspondent, NBC Five Chicago. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. Thank you for having me.